Well, more and younger. Here we are yet again. Yet again, Jen Brister. You haven't done what you normally do, which is to say, and we're back. Oh, and we're back. Oh, do I normally say that? Yeah. Oh, and we're back, guys. We're back, we're back, we're back. Or do I say that? I don't know. But anyway, we're back. We're back. I mean, we didn't really need to say that. I mean, <laughs> people have, have gleaned that by the fact that one of these podcasts have popped up somewhere on their peripheral vision and they thought thanks all the tweeting and social media we do about our podcast well I'm trying to keep it niche I don't want this to go crazy and then we'll go viral I don't think there's any worry about that I don't think there's any danger of that I actually I was on a radio show for BBC Sussex uh, just last night and somebody, I know just wild times (laughs) they were asking me about our podcast and I really struggled to sell it (laughs) for once she said, tell me about the podcast that you and Maureen do. You've been doing it for such a long time. And I was like thinking, we haven't been doing it for that long. We I have. Been doing it for years now. Years and years and years. And um, it must be at least five or six years. Oh, don't, don't, don't say anyway, that. Anyway, we still have like about 100 listeners. But thank you for listening, but, but to those that you are listening, obviously, thank well, you. Avid listeners. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did really, she was like, well, tell me, what is it about? And I was like, well, it's about, I said, it's kind of, I just, I don't know. I said, you have to listen to it really to get a grip on it. I said, occasionally we are following a television show called Outlander. That's when the, the listenership drops even further. <laughs> which, is like, popularity. which is like ironic, because the only reason we started to do really Outlander is because we thought, well, so many people watch Outlander. That'll, that'll that will increase to our, to our didn't work. podcast. It really, really failed uh, to do that. And then uh, when I was trying to describe what we do, then it just, I, I even I lost interest. Um, and I could tell that, that the presenter did we, too. We so. need to work on our marketing, I think. I think there's no point in trying to polish a turd. <laughs> um, I don't care how we market this. It's still just... Us running. It's just still you and I in, well, today my kitchen... You can hear, if you can hear water dripping. Oh, yes. Well, that's because our plumbing is terrible. Oh. But that is basically the washing machine. Oh, it's the washing machine. Yeah. And I'm stuck in Brighton at the moment. I can't get back to London because of our wonderful privatised train service. Um, there's flooding. Um, so I might be spending Christmas in Brighton, which was unintentional. So Maureen's stuck here, which I'm <laughs> delighted about. As you can tell from her voice. Oh, right. Chloe, we're like... What do you mean there's no trains? <laughs> Maureen, you just get out. So, yeah, so hopefully that problem will be resolved. Well, I'm sure it will be. Otherwise, um, you know, obviously you can stay here, Maureen. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, and tell me, Maureen, we haven't... We, I can't remember the last time we did one It was these. a while ago because... Was it about a month ago? Yeah, because a certain person was busy, busy, busy. Um, busy, well, busy, busy. Well, also another certain person went to Vienna. Yes, I went on holiday. For a week. To Austria. So, so yesterday. You, you were unavailable as well. I was unavailable. So it was a bit of both. A bit of both. I had quite a nice time in Austra- Australia. Australia? Gosh, Maureen. Austria. It was quite, quite the trip you went on. <laughs> For a week. Yeah, I had a very nice time in Australia. I went to Vienna and Graz. Yeah. Austria's second city. Right. And uh, any, other, any other business? Uh, no, that was about it, really. I went to the... You, you won't be surprised to learn. I went to the Austrian Literature Museum. Right. Where I was about the only person in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only person there. Yeah, I it's quite a niche, I think. Well, uh, this, Austria is known for many things, music and art it in is particular. Um, less their literature, I think, Not in this Kafka? country. Yeah, I, know, I have heard of Kafka, but I mean, you wouldn't fill a library with Kafka's no. books, would you? No, but there are else you want to add Stefan Zweig, who was very well known between right. before the wars and then okay. so well known now. Again, not, not familiar. 
My personal favourite, Volf Haas, who's like a Volf Haas, criminal. Yes, we've crim- never crim- not heard about him. <laughs> have we done? A, have we done a podcast without hearing about that guy? Josef Roth. Yeah. Again, Maureen, I don't. I don't know how to put this to you other but than no to interested. say that no one is interested, <laughs> and no one's heard of these people, and no one cares. That was my impression when I went around the Austrian museum. If you're museum. in actually in Austria and no, and no one there. cares, then I know my friend France said to me, "I'm." It goes. Um, even Austrians don't eat, read Austrian literature. There we go. So, end of... I, I rest my case, Maureen. I rest my case. But anyway, I'm delighted that you... Maybe, I mean, partly, I think that museum was created for you. And that can that must feel quite special to go around a museum that you know that you're the only one that's, that's visited it that year. They probably were probably like... There was probably people working at the museum were like, oh, unbelievable, somebody's turned up. And I was there, as you know, I was there for hours. That bloke that's usually looking at the CCTV cameras was like, what there's the a woman, hell? There's a woman in there. As Jen knows, because I have to read everything, I was in there for bloody hours. I mean, you must be the slowest reader. <laughs> we went around the smallest museum in the world. I managed to get around it in about 20 minutes. Maureen went, well, Jen, I read everything. I said, Maureen, so did I. I said, what were you doing reading stuff in between the lines that I couldn't see? <laughs> Do you know what? I once went on a date. Obviously, my date seemed to be the first and last date. So the Museum of Moving Image, and I insisted on looking at everything. We were there for six hours. Yeah, I would have dumped you. <laughs> You're on a date, Maureen. If you want to go look at the Museum of Music, and you really want... In your own time. <laughs> You're sh- the whole point of a date is it's a shared experience. Oh, that's where I go wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it's not about you. Charles Oh, thanks, oh. Chloe. <laughs> That's, well, I that's, don't know if you've noticed, but we are in the middle of talking into a laptop. Oh, well, we, we need to have the shower now so we can use and have a This is called domestic. Okay. Well, Maureen's going to go up now. Look <laughs> who's looking at me again. Huh? Yeah, but nobody can see. It's a podcast. It's, it's a podcast. <laughs> So that's yeah. how it works. All, it's so just all... in case you're listening, this is, I'm in a very sexy nylon black nighting. She is. I am, with a white jumper on top. I didn't want to get Jen too excited first thing in the morning. Yeah, well, don't worry. I've managed to contain my excitement. <laughs> <laughs> right, go and have a shower, Maureen. We'll catch up with this later. Speak to you in a minute. Well, it, it, you don't need to do that because it's not real time. Oh, yeah. You never edit it, though, do you? Well, even if I edit, I'm going to stop it. I'm not going to keep it running and then wait for you to come back. Who's had a monologue? Right, I've had enough of you. <laughs> Just be glad I had a jumper on. <laughs> You've got toothpaste around your mouth. Have I got toothpaste? And I put lipstick on, I didn't notice. Oh no, it's fine. It's Is that lipstick? I think it's lipstick, actually. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard to tell with you, more, to be honest. <laughs> it's lip gloss, that's what's confused You've you. You've got lip gloss on. Yes, that's, that's what it is. You. You're not usually a clear lip... Oh, you didn't enjoy that coffee? No, because I, I was ordered up to the shower. I didn't have the time to drink it, did I? Do you I? want me to put it in the micro for you? It's, we'll, we'll finish this, because we're running off. This is happening. You, know, you know what? You, you, with all these interruptions, it's surprising that we are not viral, isn't it? With these. God, with the absolutely. <laughs> basically, so far, all that's happened is we've introduced ourselves, we've acknowledged that the podcast isn't very good, and then you went for a shower. Well, I had no much. I didn't also, have much choice in the matter. Also, how rubbish you are. Well, on a date. <laughs> oh, on a date, yeah. yeah. So that's what we've established so far in the podcast. Well, we've learned a lot more, and we're almost eight minutes in. I mean, the, I mean. In some oh, we've podcasts, we've, we've, oh, we've just discussed the, the theory of relativity, but no, not on this one. Well, we could start now. Well, I mean, be a very if you short could explain section. it to me, yeah, that would be great. I'm not sure I know. 
I'm not sure I could really... Um, um, is it E equals M2 squared or something? E equals MC squared? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've just... I'm, Who knows? I feel like that could be something completely different. <laughs> Let, let's not uh, commit ourselves to that. So we've got Christmas coming up. Well, by the time we put this up, Christmas might have been and gone, but it's, it's Christmas season. No, no. I, I, I'm, my, my intention is that this will go up before Christmas. So it will randomly go up before you Christmas She hasn't said Day. which Christmas, though. No, I haven't. <laughs> and I'm going to keep you guessing. I'm going to keep you guessing. Um, um, and Jen's going off to Weymouth for a little break, for Christmassy break with the kids. Yeah, I'm to Weymouth. I mean, God, who cares? It's not. <laughs> what have you been up to? Jen was um, was hosting at the Albert Hall, weren't you, Jen? I was. I with very famous people. Well, yeah. I did a gig in Bournemouth. I mean, how the other half live? How was it? How was it? Albert? <laughs> <laughs> how was it? How was it? I actually genuinely think your gig in Bournemouth was more interesting than mine. Do you know what? It was actually quite fun. It was a really fun gig. Where? where what? It was a, a gig on the urban comedy circuit, is the piece of way of saying it. And yeah. um, I actually got went on and just got everybody dan- up and dancing when I first went on. Because I was playing my favourite track ever, Fatback Band, I found loving. which used to be my ringtone. But no, uh, I had to stop using it as my ringtone because I used to just dance to the music and not answer the phone. Right, yeah. No, so, that. which was kind of defeats the point of having a ringtone, really, if you... If you don't actually answer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I used to do that anywhere, like on a train, in the shop. It's such a great tune, though. It is a great tune. Unless <laughs> Jen knows, I don't care what people think about me, so I was like, I'd be fine about it. No, friends weren't that stoic about my um, dancing to my ringtone, though. Well, pe- watching you dance to your ringtone and then let it ring off. <laughs> it's disconcerting. Okay, so right, so how was it Albert Hall, then? Well, the Albert Hall um, was me doing the warm-up and the voice of God for a... Um, for a massive show for Global Citizen, which is a uh, which is an international, mm. I guess it's a charity um, that encourages people to take uh, action in their local communities to I don't know whether it be about global warming or okay. basically it's to tackle poverty. Okay. Okay. So um, one of the uh, people who is I suppose an ambassador is Bill Gates. So I. Don't know how seriously they're taking it. Um, if I'm on it. Just <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of money though. Yeah. Well, you can't really tackle poverty whilst you have billionaires. But anyway, that's a minor. <laughs> you know, that's just a minor thing I'm going to put out there. Whilst billionaires exist, we're not really concerned about tackling poverty. But anyway, hey, um, that's just a small thing uh, that uh, I felt. Uh, did you open with that? I didn't open with that. I did feel like uh, me going into one about Bill Gates at the Royal Albert Hall in front of Sting and Richard Curtis might not go down well, but. <laughs> It was genuinely felt that perhaps they'd missed the point of um, how to tackle poverty. It's not really to put in a little plaster over it, but actually to get to the root of the cause, which is capitalism. But anyway, um, I was there nonetheless. Mistaking the bookings. <laughs> As the warm-up, really wrong choice. No, um, because uh, it's obviously it's a live show, but it was being filmed for... Uh, MSNBC, NBC, uh, BBC, you know, all the C's. Um, and uh, it was being hosted by John Legend. Uh, and people that were going to be guesting on it included Chris Martin, Sting. Uh, and Stormzy, Jennifer Hudson. Just such an average gig. Raphael Sadiq. Who's you know, Raphael Sadiq? Oh, you would love his stuff. Is it good? He is absolutely brilliant. Soul. Oh, I would. Um, 
was part of Tony, 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 and also Lucy Pearl, which is an absolutely fantastic album. 90s soul, so that probably is 10 years past your interest, actually, more, more in. But still, I think you would really enjoy it. Anyway, mm. of all of the acts, Rafael Sadiq is probably the one that you'd like the most. But anyway... This it's a by the by. Maureen wasn't there, and you know, <laughs> no, it was it's not everything is for Maureen. You know, <laughs> it was quite stressful. The whole thing was quite stressful. Um, but I, you know, it was, it was, it was. Uh, you know, it, I was part of the show that was never going to be seen or heard on television because <laughs> <laughs> I was the warm up for the live bit. So the, my my thing was to get the audience on side so that they were warm. So that you what know, was it all like? Was it quite posh? No, it wasn't. It was. Um, it wasn't at all. It was. Um, I mean, there was posh bits there. There were people that obviously spent a lot of money to have like a private, um, yeah, private yeah, booth like bit. Booth or like, they're in these little booths that go all the way yeah. around the middle bit. There. And in there, then you get like you'll have your own waiter who'll come in and serve you drinks. But everyone else was just in like normal regular seats. And um, yeah, it was some real. There was a mixture of like posh celebrity people and just normal people. Mm. Uh, and um, it was an after show party, Jen. Fuck! If there was, I wouldn't have gone to it. I just realised I've got nothing to say to famous people. I don't because ultimately, ultimately, you don't. You're not when you're not walking. You're moving in those circles. If you met someone famous and they, and they all you'd be able to say to them is hello, and they'd say hello, and then that would be the end of the conversation. Do you know what? I did a classic. I did a, another gig at the Shaw Theatre. Really great gig. With, Judy Love and this guy afterwards I recognised him and I don't because I don't remember comics I went oh hi there how you doing like I made out like I knew him anyway I don't know him he's an actor I've recognised him off the TV well exactly the same <laughs> thing happened to me I had to go to this dinner thing the night before um, and I was sitting opposite I was sitting next to oh um, the chap who's in that movie yesterday oh the lead yeah who's a really nice bloke um it's really awful. I forgot his name. There we go. What a prick. Anyway, him, and then sitting opposite another actor who I, when I sat opposite him, I went, "Oh, I know you. Where do I know you from?" And I was like thinking, now, did he? Was he? A com is he a comedian? Or do I know him from? Did I go to school with him or something? I was going through all the things. And what was he? Uh, I'd seen him in Designated Survivor. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I did the worst. I did even a classic. I was went to see this play, and. Um, Basically, I fell asleep within about five minutes. So, and then it stopped halfway through. It was a revolver at the National Theatre. So we went backstage to the bar where only the actors go. And there was an actor that I recognised because he was on stage for the five minutes I'd watched. And I went, oh, you were great. And I turned to the guy next to him and I said, you were great too. Anyway, he wasn't in the play. He was his brother. Great. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, Maureen. You were great. <laughs> so it just looked like... Didn't look very good. It didn't look good, did it? No, no, no. I couldn't admit that I'd fallen asleep. It's not that slight. I'm really sorry about that. It's like I fell asleep. <laughs> it's. Uh... <laughs> I never watched the play. It's just a bit of a nap. Yeah. I feel like that about most plays. Actually. <laughs> hey, I'm going to see a play in January. I'm going to see a new, the new. Um... What's his name? Oh God, you and I. What Tom Stoppard. Tom Stoppard. Oh, new, new Tom Stoppard. Yeah, Leopold Stadt, which is set in Vienna. Weirdly, isn't that? It's oh, old. that's literally the only reason you're going to see it more, isn't it? It's no, it's I set do like Vienna. Tom Stoppard, but the Vienna bit did, did also. That pushed you over that the edge. That pushed me over the edge. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think often if you're picking, to, you know, to see a play because of the geography of where it's set, you might at some point be disappointed with the actual. What was the performance like? I don't know, but it but was set in Vienna. Vienna. <laughs> Do you think you're going to move to Vienna? Oh, I should do, shouldn't I? I think so, because I think you're missing out. 
Yeah, but I don't really know my track. I don't know my way around in it. I went well, to... I mean, you don't need to live there. It's not big. Is no, it? it's not big. I did go to where I used to live. I actually went and visited where I used to live in the 80s um, to see how it changed. It had changed, surprisingly enough. Right, okay. Well, that's one of your more interesting <laughs> anecdotes, Maureen. I went to see a place to see how it had changed and no information about if it had changed, no information about what it was like before or after. We're just left with the fact that that's something that you did. Great. Again, great. I went to a party, Maureen. Good. Anyway, moving on. Any any information about that? No, just, no, just that's just, just information. Just that's just as much information as you need. I physically did something. <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, to get back to the fact that I did this global citizen thing, um, it uh, uh, was very stressful. I didn't really get to meet any of the famous people. Um, because I was in a van outside of the Albert Hall. <laughs> was that your rider? Doing the voice of God, yeah. So as soon as I'd done the warm-up, they just ushered me away and shoved me in a van. <laughs> so the only thing you ever heard was, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the man from Coldplay. What's his name again? It's Chris Martin. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that. It's nice to be asked to do those things. It's nice to be asked. Maureen, you know, and look, I got to see all the people that were famous on a little screen in a van. <laughs> Whilst listening to the director on my headphones going, what is she doing? She's out of, get her out of shot. Get her, who is she? Tell her to go. Go, go, go. Right, camera 12. Move, 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 move now. That's, um... <laughs> voice of God, cue voice of God, cue voice of God now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please... We didn't make any mistakes, you didn't like... I didn't, I didn't make any mistakes. Well, I did on the warm-up, and the director was very sort of like, yes, can I recommend that if you do make a mistake, you don't uh, signpost the fact that you've made a mistake, just continue on, okay? <laughs> I said, yeah, I know that, but I thought because it was a rehearsal, I should practice just going back and doing it. Well, just to say that we're running this as if it's just... Thank God, this... <laughs> Making myself really popular. And <laughs> at one point, I had to introduce John Legend back onto the stage at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the incomparable. What is she doing? Why is she saying that? And then there was a pause and she went, oh no, she's right. That's fine. John she Legend. Know she didn't know what incomparable was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, I was, she thought I wasn't supposed to be saying Because oh. it. It, it had been, this was an extra oh, tune an extra that had been second. added. Which wasn't on the script, but she was the one that had given it to me. Why is she saying that? So I was halfway through it, and of course, nobody else in the audience, everyone, all the audience heard was, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome onto the stage, the incomparable, and then in my ear earphones, why is she, what's happened? And I'm like, have I said the wrong thing? No, it's okay. John Legend. <laughs> so you and the director are good friends now? I don't know, I never met her. She was just shouting at me in my earphones. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, well, I, would, I had some really nice gigs. I did. I was in Birmingham. I'm a gig in Birmingham. That was very nice. Which Joanne Wright, lovely Joanne Wright. Get another really useless anecdote. I mean, Warren, if you're going to go through and list all the gigs that you've done, I think we should just. It could wrap, be quite a while. I think we should just wrap this up. <laughs> I had another gig. That was nice. Really, Warren. I've only got to work on my anecdotes, haven't I? Really, think of something that. 
like a story <laughs> or something where this conversation goes somewhere somewhere where there's a beginning middle possibly oh, an end I um, believe I actually write short stories well not from not from today's podcast no <laughs> it's hard to tell what you're bloody doing I'm tired I didn't finish my coffee I'm gonna blame that I was I was sent away to the to have a shower before I could finish my coffee I know I know and, you know, now I'm, you're seeing what I'm having to deal with <laughs> Yeah, Jen, I had to. I was here, got here early yesterday, and Jen, only tell me once I was in Brighton that the house was full of kids. You kept that quiet. I did keep that quiet. Well, because uh, otherwise, Maureen would have arrived slightly later than she, than she also did. also a last minute thing. <laughs> we didn't realise they were. I was kind of hoping that nobody was going to come, and then they all came. That was very stressful, wasn't it, Maureen? It having, was a bit. Well, uh, I didn't really. I kind of sat away from it. Five else. children in the house all screaming their heads off for three hours. Yeah, it was a bit. March. But you know what? I think if you know, because I don't have kids, and it, it, it's quite good in that way. Because then you come and you see, and you think, "Oh, that's actually quite a good thing." I didn't have children. Do you know what I mean? It makes you me feel a lot yeah. happier yeah. about my childless state. Yeah. I wouldn't say childless. I'd say child-free. <laughs> I would not say childless, Maureen. It's, it's not that you're. It's not. It's not less than. It's free of. You know. <laughs> I mean, let's try and be positive about it. We don't oh. even need to try to. After late, after yesterday, I was struggling to say anything positive about what was going on. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I just sat away to the side and played on my phone. That's probably what I did. Yeah. Well, I tried to join. I, I went when they. I watched the, the cartoon, didn't I? You did more, and you watched Chip and Potato for about an hour, which I really couldn't quite get my head round. <laughs> <laughs> what you really I was got, getting into the yeah, chip and potato chip and potato yeah I didn't yeah. figure out who's, who was who I had to ask to I be think fair. chip is the big one dog and potato is the, the little small, one, small yeah. thing that is, is chip's friend yeah. yeah it's hard to get too too excited too excited and, and then later on I actually recommended a programme that they actually enjoyed watching which was the Australian co- got Goldstone Goldstone which you've got to watch the last 20 minutes of still it's part good. of the Mystery Road series. Yeah, it was great. And then I watched Neighbours, which nobody wanted to join me in. Yeah, funny that, Maureen. Maureen was like, would you like me to catch you up on what's been happening in Neighbours? I said, well, you're going to have to go back to 1986, Maureen, so I don't know if we've got time. <laughs> Are Scott and Charlene still in it? No, well, they're no, in they're Brisbane. Yeah, right. So yeah. that was it, that was it. So Jen is hopefully off to Weymouth. I'm hopefully back off to London later. And what are your plans for Christmas morning? And what are your plans for New Year? And what are your plans? I've got no plans. What? No plans. But you're going to not love this. I've got, I've got a jigsaw puzzle from Austria with a Gustav Klimt painting. Yeah. Which I'm going to put together over Christmas. And weirdly, I'm still single. <laughs> oh, that is my only plan so far. Well, Maureen, you're welcome to come around here. For New Year's. Well, for any years. <laughs> for between Christmas and New Year. I mean, obviously don't come around here at Christmas. Because you're not there. But, yeah. If you... I, I genuinely think that, actually, it's probably not that much fun coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen's so ready to leave after a couple of hours. <laughs> of the kids. Yeah, well, of me, actually. No, she only told me when I was on the street. Oh, by the way, they're... Um... Well, like, as I said to you, I only found out that, like, the hour before, and you would have already been on a train. I was already on the train. So there was not, I couldn't well, really anyway, spare you. my plans will depend whether I can get out of bloody Brighton, because at the moment, there's no trains out of Brighton. It looks like Maureen is going to be spending Christmas in Brighton. <laughs> by myself. By yourself. 
well, we'll do one of these in the new year, won't we, Maureen? Yes. And actually, do you know what? I've got a couple that I haven't put up, which I might just stick up in between Christmas oh. and New Year. I know, the ones that you were like, why haven't you put these up yet? Yeah, and I was no. like, because... I'm busy! No, because Chloe had my, my oh, computer. Yes, I, didn't, computer. I didn't have my computer. Chloe was away, yeah. No, and I was away. Uh, yeah. So I was away and I didn't have a computer, so I couldn't put that up... Makes... That makes sense. I can put them up. <laughs> Why aren't you putting the podcast up? I was like, I physically don't have a computer. <laughs> Will that explain it then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are your plans? Your plans are family, family? Family, yeah, the end. Um, and then you're off to Italy. And then in the, but that's not, that's our, that's in the new year. So in January, I'm taking my mum to Italy, to Rome for a week. Not for a week, God. <laughs> four days. Yeah, I think that's Four long days, enough. that's long enough. <laughs> kill each other by day three. Yeah, we're going to really have to work on our, on our relationship for that, to be in each other's company with no other company for that long. Like it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think my mum will be able to annoy me. Oh, no, uh, I think we'll be able to cope. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's lots to see, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got separate hotel rooms. <gasps> so That's fantastic. I'm, there's going to be a couple of times I'm going to go, Mum, why don't we go back to the hotel? And then I'll just have an hour on my own. Oh, that'd be nice. I'll put some white noise on and um, just relax. <laughs> Listen to one of our podcasts. That's what I meant by white noise, boy. <laughs> well, we'd like to wish every single one of you that is listening to this pile of crap a very, very, very Merry Christmas, wherever Happy Christmas. you are, wherever you may be, whoever you are spending it with, whatever you are doing. Uh, we love you, don't we, more? Yes, we do. And we hope that you will continue to listen to this utter drivel in the new year. And uh, if you haven't subscribed already, do. I don't know who's subscribing I've to subscribed this. now. I know, but uh, Maureen, you and I don't count. <laughs> the fact that you and I have subscribed to our own podcast, it's one, tragic, and two, irrelevant. It's all um, to do it, though. But please, uh, you know, and, and feel free, you might even want to like it on iTunes and yeah. maybe even leave a comment to say why you like it. I don't, I've never even checked that. I don't even know if anyone's left a oh, comment. Yeah, I'm, uh, the reason why I haven't checked it is because I in suspect... <laughs> The comments aren't positive. <laughs> anyway, that's not it's not about us. It's about you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. And a very happy new year. Happy new year. And we'll be back in 2020. Yay. Goodbye. Bye.